payday has arrived. Yes, we're putting the wraps on a week. Welcome into the Y'all Show with John Rawl, the show all about y'all. Southern talk, talk with a southern accent. And we're going to have a great show today. We're glad that you could carve out a little of your time before you head to the beach, the lake, to the bedroom, whatever you've got in mind, uh, getting like me, maybe a chance to sit on the couch and watch some golf or perhaps some baseball as we're getting ready for a big holiday in the middle of next week with the 4th of July. Whatever you've got planned, we're just glad that you have tuned us in on great radio stations across the Southeast or if you're getting us through iTunes, the podcast of iTunes, a free download there. If you can find us or share it with your friends, our number on the Y'all Show is 803-816-1170. And our Twitter account is at Y-A-L-L-S-H-O-W, at Y'all Show. Would love a follow and would love to hear from you on the program. On today's Y'all Show, we'll talk some college sports in the next segment. Arkansas, my goodness, how could you? We'll tell you all about it. And is Paul Feinbaum leaving the SEC network? We've got a little bit of some developing news there on that front that we'll tell you about in the next segment. Also, we'll have a rewind to some interviews we did earlier this week, all related to cooking and specifically barbecuing. And uh, one of these is going to be real funny. Earlier this week, we featured black barbecues and black family reunions where they have barbecues at them and it is a big business across the southeast families travel near and far to go to these family reunions and a comedian named kev on stage has a quite hilarious youtube video that he talks about going to a black family barbecue which is founded at a reunion and we'll play some of that plus matt hermans will tell us his grilling tips for the fourth of july as he'll have some burgers on the grill, I think, and uh, what he suggests when you go to the store to buy hamburger meat. Matt Hermans will have that in our Friday Rewind this hour. Next hour, Friday Free for Y'all, where we'll have our homage to David Lee Murphy, and we'll also uh, play a little baseball song from the group Alabama in uh, the next hour, plus hashtag Hullabaloo's coming up, and we'll give you the scoop on not only the new movies opening up this weekend, but also a couple of movies being filmed right now in the state of Georgia, including one that's being directed by Clint Eastwood. And he's been spotted not only in Atlanta, but the other day he was in the CSRA. He was in Augusta, Georgia, and was uh, hanging out at a bar. And a local anchor, news anchor there in Augusta, got our picture taken with Clint Eastwood. So pretty cool stuff. We'll tell you about it in hour two. Looking at headlines across the southeast here to get things going on a Friday. Sad news coming from the capital of the state of Maryland on Thursday. A gunman blasted his way into the newspaper of the Capitol Gazette and killed five people. Journalists were diving under desk and pleading for help on social media while one reporter called the scene a war zone. The victims have been identified as Rob Heisen, a former feature writer for the Baltimore Sun who joined the Capitol Gazette in 2010 as an assistant editor and columnist. Another victim, Wendy Winters, age 65. Gerald Fishman, 61, the editorial page editor. John McNamara, 56, a staff writer. And Rebecca Smith, a sales assistant who was just hired back in November. She was 34. A total of five 
gunned down in this awful scene that took place Thursday afternoon at the Capitol Gazette offices in Annapolis, Maryland. The uh, authorities there have taken a suspect into custody who is a 38-year-old Laurel man with a long-standing grudge against the newspaper. Just a awful situation coming in from the capital of Maryland with the killings there at the newspaper there. Next week on the show, by the way, I'm going to be talking to a person who uh, worked for a newspaper that was tied to that Annapolis newspaper at one time. Stephen Doyle is going to be our special guest, and he's going to come on next week in our political spotlight and talk about the climate of politics in the South right now, including the Republican Party and the love-hate affair with the president. In the state of Mississippi, alcohol officials busted an illegal moonshining operation in Hancock County on Thursday. According to WLOX-TV, agents seized 80 gallons of moonshine and six barrels of mash, as well as the steel. This happened just off Mississippi 43, north of Kiln. Kiln is the hometown, by the way, of one Brett Favre. So moonshine, a steel. I didn't think you'd find moonshine stills along the Mississippi Gulf Coast, but evidently they had one going there in South Mississippi, and it was busted. And those agents, when they come in, they don't play games. They destroy those things, and uh, I, I, maybe they set them on fire. But Mississippi's one moonshine still less now as a result of a bust that happened Thursday. In Nashville, a bar there got busted for over-serving customers. This happened in the South Nashville area, and it was a bar there that a person got arrested for having a blood alcohol level of 0.258, more than three times the legal limit. And this bar, TNT Billiards Bar, was the guilty establishment that served Mr. Strickland so much alcohol that he had uh, 12 shots and 12 and, and drove home drunk. He drank all these shots and had this awful alcohol level, went home and uh, got caught by the police. This is a bar that, according to investigators, was sued twice for over-serving customers. Been sued a couple of times there in Nashville. Don't want to over-serve. And as we head into a holiday, please keep in mind, if you are out there drinking to have a good time, but don't break the laws and don't kill somebody or don't hurt somebody. Let's get out of this uh, weekend and, and next week safe as much as we possibly can. In North Mississippi, as we told you about what happened in South Mississippi with the moonshine still, well, up in North Mississippi in DeSoto County, where South Haven is, a fireworks stand has been raided by thieves. They stole from a store located at the state of Tennessee's border on Highway 61 that the Steve stole from a tent and evidently got away with hundreds of, of thousands of dollars worth of fireworks. And it was uh, hundreds of fireworks were stolen. I don't know the exact value. It wasn't listed here in the report. But what I did see, according to the DeSoto County Sheriff's Department, they put a tweet out with a picture of the car, the getaway car, and these thieves who stole hundreds of fireworks had a blanket hanging from the back of their car that was, I guess, sandwiched somewhere in the trunk, and they very carefully placed this blanket over their license tag. So you can't see 
their license tag. I, I guess they were being smart. But stealing fireworks, come on. How much are fireworks? They're, they're not that expensive. And what a just, you're going to ruin some kid's 4th of July plans by stealing all these fireworks. Shame on you out there, firework bandit, whoever you are. But that is uh, just outside of Memphis there in South Haven, Mississippi. Uh, return the fireworks, please, if you can. In the state of Tennessee, Marsha Blackburn, who is a candidate for Senate, she's currently a Republican congresswoman from Tennessee. And I would say she's a barking dog for President Trump. And I don't mean that in a negative way. She she has and continues to be a voice for President Trump and one of the rare feminine voices that he's had. Well, when the announcement came this week that Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy is going to retire, Blackburn was quick to put out a release saying that she felt that she would confirm if elected senator over Democratic candidate Phil Bredesen that she would find and confirm more good constitutional judges, in her opinion, who don't legislate from the bench. And she mentioned Neil Gorsuch, Trump's first Supreme Court pick, in the release. So she's already, speaking of fireworks, she's putting fireworks into the Senate race that's going to be going on in the volunteer state between Marsha Blackburn and Bredesen. And if you're not familiar with Bredesen, he was a longtime mayor in Nashville, did a good job there. And then he became governor of Tennessee. Here's a, a guy that's a Democrat that did, uh, he had a, was reelected. He served two terms as mayor of Tennessee about 10 years ago, I think it was. And uh, most, by most accounts, did a good job. Even Senator Corker, who is the one leaving office creating this position, would not go negative toward Phil Bredesen. Called him his friend. Because remember, at one time, Bredesen was mayor of Nashville. Corker would have been the mayor of Chattanooga. So I'm sure they did get together on many, many occasions uh, in the state of Tennessee with all that. Bredesen said in a video he would vote for or against the nominee based solely on whether he believes they're highly qualified and ethical, not based on partisan politics. Bredesen said not long ago that Senate confirmation was free of openly partisan politics. By the way, Justice Kennedy is retiring July 31st. So... Getting, getting hot in the butternut state. In Texas, if you go there, you might want to have some bug spray along because North Texas, at least, is having its worst dilemma with chiggers. It's the worst in nearly 30 years, according to many. So chiggers in the North Texas, I, I've had bed bug problems before, and I've, I've had chiggers one time when I went to Boy Scout camp, I think, but not something you want to have if you can help it. And uh, there's an outbreak of chiggers evidently going on in North Texas. If you're in the Dallas suburbs, if you're there in the Metroplex, bring along something to fight back. Speaking of pests, this is a pest you don't want to come across. A nine-year-old girl was swimming this week in a pool in Mountain Brook, just outside of Birmingham, and had to be taken to a hospital after she was bitten by a copperhead snake that was hiding behind a pool ladder. What an awful thing. You're a kid, you love to swim, you're in a swimming pool, and you're just having the time of your life probably, and a, a copperhead, which are very aggressive, bites you. We hope she's well. Chapel Williams was climbing out of the pool when she felt a sharp pain. Quote, felt like a pine cone I just smashed my hand on. She thought she had a scratch, but she saw two fang marks and knew she'd been bitten. 
Luckily, she was taken to a local hospital where she was treated for the bites. While copperheads are venomous, its venom is not particularly potent. I don't care. I don't want to be bitten by a snake anytime. I definitely don't want to be bitten when I'm virtually naked swimming in a swimming pool. Luckily, she had some adult supervision around and was treated and all as well there in Mountain Brook with this nine-year-old bitten by a copperhead. Yikes. I didn't know copperheads like swimming pools. But I've never seen one, thank goodness. Not that I know of. I've run across, I think, a rattlesnake one time, and then I've seen other snakes. I almost stepped on one or two in my life. I'm sure you have too. But I hear copperheads are pretty darn bad, and they're all over the southeast. Speaking of varmin, a raccoon in Kentucky got help from police as Paducah police helped a raccoon that was running around with his head trapped inside a peanut butter jar. The authorities there in Paducah shared photos on Facebook and described the incident as, quote, close encounter of the raccoon kind. Sergeant Sean Craven told Fox News he was out driving when he noticed what he thought was just a raccoon crossing the street. But then, upon close a further review, he looked in his rearview mirror and noticed the animal hit a curb head first and made the call over the radio. They got out, helped the poor raccoon, and eventually the jar was loosened and the raccoon raced off. And, uh, he, and, and the authorities said, quote, and they're laughing here, he promptly ran off without so much as a thank you. Poor raccoon. They're so rude. And wrote, raccoons can be a nuisance. Uh, if you've ever had them in your, in your attic or, and oftentimes, or even around the coast, they love the beach areas. They take over islands. I've been on an island in South Carolina many times, Isle of Palms, beautiful place, but they have tons of raccoons there just outside of Charleston on that island. And I think uh, raccoons are everywhere, but they like peanut butter, evidently. I thought that was another animal that was more into the peanut butter thing. The NFL news from the Carolina Panthers as Jerry Richardson, owner of the NFL franchise, and he's selling his team and will be exiting the NFL as a result of selling the Carolina Panthers. Well, the NFL announced Thursday that uh, they're going to find Richardson, the gentleman who's been the founder and owner of this franchise from its very beginning back in 1995. Well, he had some workplace misconduct, and the NFL determined that they were going to sue him, or, or fine him, rather, for the misconduct, and that news was released Thursday. Again, he's selling the team as a result of this misconduct. He was going to sell it anyway, which is a little strange because I know he's got at least one child, and he did not set it up for the, 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 the son, I know, to take over the team. I don't know if the son didn't want it or, or what was going on there in Charlotte with the Panthers, but Jerry Richardson, who played in the NFL for the Baltimore Colts, I think he caught a touchdown in that famous game in the late 50s where the Colts beat the Giants for the NFL championship back in the day and uh, took his money from the NFL and helped start Hardy's franchises. And so he made a lot of money. Jerry Richardson fined a couple of million dollars by the NFL Thursday as he leaves the NFL. Also in the Old North State, this is something to kind of get you ready for the 4th of July and beyond. Krispy Kreme, the North Carolina-based company, which was founded there 
many decades ago. Just in time for World Chocolate Day, they're going to bring back its chocolate glazed donut for World Chocolate Day. And this will be on July 7th when chocolate lovers can go head over. They can head over to Krispy Kreme and indulge in this sweet chocolate glaze. More than 29 countries and six continents will offer the yummy dessert. And it looks like they've got Shaquille O'Neal being a spokesperson now for Krispy Kreme and World Chocolate Day. How many times are you going to see Shaquille O'Neal in a commercial? Shaq is all over the place. And kudos to him. Just about every one of the commercials he stars in is pretty funny. Yeah, definitely funny. And, and it's kind of strange that I think he's in more commercials now than he was during his playing days. Of course, when he was playing ball, at least early on, he was competing with Michael Jordan for commercial time. Jordan used to be on every commercial, it seemed, you know, on television. But Shaq, he's got a good agent. And he's got a good smile, and he's made a lot of money. And some would argue that, well, he started making money when he was a professional player for the LSU Tigers. Just kidding, Tiger fans. Just kidding. But uh, that comes from a movie. I'd like Dodgeball or something like that. Uh, that that line is there. But Shaq and World Chocolate Day heading your way soon. July 7th is the date that that starts. So, chocolate, 4th of July. Good stuff. We will go to a break here on the Y'all Show, and when we come back, we're going to talk about college sports. An update from Omaha, some heartbreaking news if you're a fan of the SEC and the Arkansas Razorbacks in particular. And we'll also have an update on college basketball. John Calipari was part of a presser on Thursday and talked about college basketball. We'll have that as his Kentucky Wildcats getting ready to get going here in a few months and and get uh, maybe another championship back to the bluegrass. We'll have that plus later, a Friday Rewind, where we'll talk some barbecue and and what all goes on your grill come the 4th of July. All that is ahead on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. I love my family, but last week, mm, not so much. They blew through our shared data again. Then we switched to Boost and got unlimited gigs, plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family (laughs) for a great price. So now I love them all again. We just needed a switch. Switch to Boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just $100 a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line. Plus get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First lines $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Three phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. 
As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. Back into the Y'all Show on a Friday in the PM. John Rawl thanking you for being with us. And that the sound of the Arkansas Razorback Band. And man, tough luck if you're a Hog fan. Hopefully you uh, got through the night and uh, you're going to be okay. But hey, you played for a national championship. The Arkansas Razorback baseball team fell last night in Omaha in the final and decisive game three of the College World Series. Five zip. They were blanked by the Oregon State Beavers, the Beavs, with their third national championship here in the 21st century. They won back-to-back championships about 12 years ago, and now the Pac-12 powerhouse back on top of college baseball. But uh, what a tough one for Razorback fans, and and uh, I, I, you you had it, Arkansas. I don't know what to tell you. This is like the loss of a of a loved one here. You had it. And you absolutely dropped it. And and I'm not kidding, you, you dropped it. If you saw game two where Arkansas was leading by a run in the ninth inning, top of the ninth, there in Omaha at TD Ameritrade Park, foul ball. Three Razorbacks raced over behind first base to catch it. And the Bermuda Triangle happened evidently between these three Razorback baseball players and they all three failed to catch the foul ball on a second strike, by the way. So the Razorbacks were one strike away from winning the national championship on Wednesday night, and they failed to do it. The ball fell between all three. Oregon State gets another crack at the bat, and they they were able to tie the game, and then they had a two-run dinger to take the lead in the top of the ninth, and then the Razorbacks were silenced in the bottom of the ninth. Oregon State lived for another game and on Thursday Oregon State sent Coach Van Horn's Razorbacks baseball program back to Fayetteville where they have not won a College World Series title. They are a very good team. They've been a very good team and it's just a little bit weird that Razorback baseball fans still don't have a national championship to write up on the wall. Arkansas has really only won one national championship, and that was in basketball in 94. I think they played for the 95 championship, and they lost in the championship game to Duke, if memory serves me correctly, perhaps to UCLA. I'm getting a little foggy. I know they won it in Charlotte because Bill Clinton, good old Razorback Bill Clinton, went to the Queen City to the old Charlotte Coliseum and rooted on his Razorbacks when they won it. But they've won a bunch in track, 
that's not one of your major sports, sorry. But Razorback fans thought they had that next national championship in baseball at least, and it fell between all the Razorbacks, and they blew it Wednesday night. And Thursday, they just couldn't get anything going. When you lose 5 nothing, what a what just a, 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 a horrible situation. We feel sorry for you, but to their credit, they were in the College World Series finals, and no one else had a chance to knock off Oregon State but Arkansas and a good year for the Razorbacks. In fact, just to salute the Razorbacks, Hog fans, I'm going to do my best hog call here on the Y'all Show. And if you haven't been to an Arkansas game, you don't know what I'm talking about. I've been to Fayetteville. I've seen Arkansas play on the road, and I've been to some of their more, more more memorable SEC contests. Call those hogs. And I'm no Arkansas fan. I'm not a hater. Just not a big fan. So if I get this wrong, forgive me, okay? At y'all show on Twitter, you can reach out to me if you need to. Here we go. Help me out here, fans. I got my hands above my head, too. Pig, suey, razorbacks. Okay? Everybody happy? A little weird. Okay. And I didn't have the hog head on my head. So, hog hat on my head. So, not quite the same. I apologize. But, uh, Arkansas. Feel sorry for you. And... I've just got to throw this in there. Two words, Arkansas, to help you get past the pain of a baseball loss. Maybe get things back in line since football's coming soon. If you thought this was bad, losing to Oregon State in Game 3 of the College World Series, let me give you the two words that are most feared in Arkansas football history. The two most embarrassing words Arkansas football fans can go back to 1992 and remember these two words. The Citadel. Okay. Go Bulldogs. All right. Uh, Paul Feinbaum. I'm, sound, I'm sounding a little bit like Feinbaum here on today's Y'all Show, getting people rattled, especially our Razorback fans. But, hey, again, kudos. I just did the hog call. Give me a break. All right. Paul Feinbaum. He is a well-known sportscaster on the SEC Network and formerly down in Birmingham, moved up to the uh, – he got called up to the big leagues. He's based in Charlotte with the ESPN Network uh, with their SEC operation there in the Queen City of Charlotte, just southeast of Charlotte, actually. According to Clay Travis, who I've worked with in the past with our Tennessee show that we produced, Smokey Howline, hoping to get that back on the air soon for football season. Clay Travis of Outkick the Curvage says that Feinbaum's contract with ESPN is set to expire next month. And according to Travis, if it uh, isn't renewed, then he will not, Feinbaum will not be at SEC Media Days, which this year will be in Atlanta, not in Birmingham at the Winfrey Hotel. They're going to begin July 16th right beside the College Football Hall of Fame. And Travis says, quote, Feinbaum is seriously, considered, seriously, seriously contemplating 
offers elsewhere. Could Feinbaum make a jump to Fox? Clay Travis, Paul Feinbaum. You know, Travis, I like the guy, and and he's funny. Clay Travis, that is, not Randy Travis. But Clay, he has a bone to pick with ESPN. He has done a yeoman's job of, of finding information out about ESPN. I don't know who his source is. Maybe the Russians are tapping into ESPN and sharing it with Clay Travis. But, yes, uh, according to Clay Travis, Paul Feinbaum and the folks at ESPN may be having a messy divorce in the very near future, and Feinbaum may jump ship to someone else. He's a big force in college sports. ESPN and the SEC Network have propelled him. Now, if you loved him in the old days when he was in Birmingham and focused mostly on Alabama and Auburn, I don't think the show is as good in, in some ways because he's got all these, pardon me, Yankees calling the show now, and he's focusing on Yankees. He's talking about Pac-12, Big Ten. He's got a guy on the show they call Big Ten John, I think's his name. And uh, if you're a Southern homer, especially SEC, Feinbaum, man, those Alabama fans, they don't, they don't want anybody talking about college football unless it's got something to do with Alabama. Now, that was a negative to his show when it used to be on in Alabama. That's all it was about, Alabama and Auburn. Alabama, Auburn, mostly Alabama. And it was always funny because everybody accuses him of being an Alabama guy, and I'm sure he's made a living off of Alabama. But uh, Mr. Feinbaum is a native of Memphis, and graduated from the University of Tennessee. So Paul Feinbaum possibly moving on to another network. Hey, this is a good story from the University of Alabama, speaking of the Tide. For the second year in a row, former Alabama defensive line standout Marcel Darius has made a significant contribution to the country of his heritage, Haiti. And a story from Jacksonville.com. He recently went back to Haiti, where last year he visited and donated $25,000 to Hope for Haiti. This time around, Darius donated five times that amount to the tune of $125,000, much of which will go toward a new school building at Christ Roy Primary School of Cami. Good news there for Darius, who played for Alabama and giving back to his native land, Haiti. And a good good job there from the former defensive lineman, Marcel Darius, giving back to Haiti. Now, some bizarre news from Waco in the Big 12. Former athletic director Ian McCall has alleged a conspiracy at the highest level at Baylor as regents plan to focus the school's entire sexual assault scandal on athletics, ignoring the wider decades-long problem at the University of Mishandling Rape Reports, according to court documents filed this week in an ongoing Title IX lawsuit against the school. McCall said in his deposition that top leaders, consultants, attorneys, and the school's public relations firm worked to put all the blame on athletics, specifically football, while working to cover up failures across campus, including those of the regents themselves, according to quotes from McCall in the motion filed Wednesday. The entire deposition was not released. And the Baylor situation going on within the program with former coach Art Bryles, that's just been an ugly mess and a real big black eye, not only on that program, but the Big 12 and college football. And 
I'm sure Baylor can't wait for all this to get behind them. But uh, legal proceedings there for the Baylor Bears in the state of Texas. Now, basketball season, yeah, we, we, we'll talk college basketball here on the Y'all Show. Well, they had a SEC teleconference yesterday, and John Calipari says that he won't rely on one, on one star as he chases his second national championship with a stacked Kentucky men's basketball team led by P.J. Washington, Stanford transfer Reed Travis, and what the ESPN ranked as the number two recruiting class in the country. Calipari said, I'd like to have six or seven guys and double figures in scoring. Kentucky, do you feel sorry for Coach Cal? I mean, come on. This is a program that has been incredibly good, but they still, other than the one time, I think, with Coach Cal, haven't climbed to the mountaintop of college basketball. Still getting a little close, still teasing Big Blue Nation, but just can't get it done with all these one-and-done players. And... I, I can't remember, did they change the rule or not? I, I, I'm losing my mind here. I think they may be changing the rule, and you can't be one and done in like two more years. But for now, Coach Calipari is still out there targeting players like this, and and he's following the rules of college basketball as, as they currently are. And uh, he's looking to share the wealth in 2018-19 when Kentucky basketball gets going and uh, what is it, Midnight Madness, Big Blue Midnight Madness that happens to start Kentucky basketball practice. They fill up Rupp Arena when that happens. It's, it's b- bizarre. It's bigger than the football game that weekend at Kroger Field. What a terrible name, by the way. They changed Commonwealth Stadium to Kroger Field last year. But Big Blue Madness, I think, is what it's called, the, the midnight tip-off for college basketball practice. We're only, what, Four months away from that now. College basketball coming fast. Well, what's coming fast here on the Y'all Show after this break is a rewind to some of the great interviews we've done on the show this week. And with Fourth of July in mind and getting together with friends and family, we thought we would talk a little bit about grilling and barbecuing. And we're going to have a good time. As last, uh, last weekend, I was traveling I saw a couple of black families getting together for their reunions. It's big business. It's a big deal across the South. It inspired me to do a little digging and see how big of a business it is. And while doing that, I found this video from Kev on stage. And we'll play that next on the show as well as get some tips from Matt Hearmans, the grilling guru of Galveston and the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. We'll have a little bit of his interview from earlier this week talking about putting some burgers on the grill for the 4th of July. That's ahead, plus an hour or two, we're going to have our Friday free for y'all with David Lee Murphy music and our hashtag hullabaloo. The Y'all Show, hour two, headed your way next. Hi, Tom Bodette. Ever notice how some places use fancy words just to make things more expensive? Like calling anything handmade craft or using aioli when they just mean mayonnaise. Well, at Motel 6, expensive words aren't really our thing. Our thing is clean, comfortable rooms at a great low price. So you can get a good night's sleep that leaves you feeling as fresh as that massage kale salad. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6 and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. That is a pretty good breakfast. You're not even eating. Not ever. Why not? What's up? 
Kath and I knew that Jenny had been partying a bit. Found out she tried heroin. Most people don't know what to say about drugs, but we do. Visit us at drugfree.org. A message from the Partnership for Drug-Free Kids, where families find answers. Final segment of Hour One on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. At Y'all Show is how you can find us on Twitter and, of course, in the Apple iTunes. You can get our podcast free of charge. Search for us, Y'all Show, and it will automatically download. If you hit subscribe, a free subscription, you can get it downloaded every day. When this show is put up for the world to download, it will come right to your smartphone or iPad, whatever you got. Set up Apple iTunes podcast y'all show as we talk on the show about all types of subject matters politics sports country music we need to have some southern rock on this program and i I got a press release in yesterday on that subject that we'll share with you all next week's y'all show we will talk a little bit about women and and women's fashion and the southern woman how wonderful southern women are and we'll talk about that here on the Y'all Show. We'll talk about Southern men, too. You know, guys, we, we got a tough sometimes, but we got a good, too. So we'll talk about all that here on the program. But we also want to talk about food. And, and I love food. Hopefully you like good Southern food. And as we said going into the break, I was traveling last weekend in the rural part of the South, which is most of the South, to be honest with you. And I saw a couple of uh, gigantic fields filled with cars, and I saw a grill going, and it was a black family barbecue. It was a black family reunion where they were getting together, and this is the time of year where black families travel uh, if if they are participating in such a family reunion. And it uh, it's a big cultural highlight. I mean, they, they have a great time. I'm envious. I'm not black. I wish I was. At least when it comes to family reunions, I wish I was because they have some good food and they have a good time. And we're going to go now to a clip from a funny man who I found this video on YouTube when I was searching for information on the business side of family reunions. And Kev on stage talks about when families get together, they barbecue at these reunions. And he's got some really good tips, 10 tips actually that he wants to share with you right now on the y'all show what's up y'all summertime is upon us and barbecue season is officially beginning so here's 10 tips to help you survive a black barbecue it's called a cookout cuz barbecue where we come from blood gangsters gangsters cookout barbecue it's all the same we all know number one don't come at the time i tell you the barbecue starts if i say come at two o'clock show up around four five thirty seven if you come at two, you must be wanting to have me clean up the house. If you come at two, I won't even have the barbecue coals ready yet. If you come at two, I'm at the store. Don't come at two o'clock. Don't come at the time I suggest. Done. Number two, don't come without anything. Always ask if you need me to bring something. 
because I do. I don't have money to self-finance an entire barbecue. Y'all want ribs and chicken and steak? I need help. I am inviting you to help cover the cost. Help me. Help me. I am not just inviting you because you are my friend. You are my friend, but barbecues are expensive. If you don't have anything, steal. I'm taking this. Go to Jack in the Box, get eight packets of ranch, bring something. And if you don't have anything to bring, say, man, I wish I would come in, but I, I ain't got enough money to bring enough. That allows me to say, it's cool, come on anyway. Just make sure you come late and eat last. Don't be coming and not bring nothing and then first person in line. You sit with the kids. Number three, don't be a vegan, not today. This is not the time to argue. Hey, could you just clean off a place of the grill for my soy burger? got it from garden farms get out i don't mind you being a vegan vegetarian raw vegan whatever you want to be just not today not today you eat chips y'all eat chips can y'all eat chips eat chips and drink gluten-free water ain't nothing going on the grill that didn't have a family nothing number four don't invite me to your cookout slash barbecue if you don't have a grill if you got the little propane thing that can fit one burger or a george Foreman grill you don't have cookout ready barbecue utensils. You gotta come to the house. Don't invite me over. And I know I've been broke right out of college and I just want a barbecue flavored thing. That's cool, but I can't invite people over. You can't cook ribs on a George Foreman grill. I've tried. Number five, don't try a new recipe. Now is not the time. Now is not the time. Well, I thought I might add some raisins and almonds into the potato salad. Do you wanna die? I will kill you over potato salad. The potato salad has to be tried and true, approved by generations of family before you can make it. And you wanna try a new potato salad recipe? This recipe goes back as far as our family crest. Potato salad does not have raisins and almonds in it. But I saw on Pinterest, you wanna die today? By the way, speaking of potato salad, if your auntie doesn't have a fat arm under here, I don't trust her potato salad or greens. I think this arm is where all the recipes are stored. And if it ain't jiggling, she ain't got it. The jiggling baby. Go ahead, baby. Number six, don't join the wobble if you can't wobble. Number seven, don't invite me to your house if your house is dirty. You got some nerve saying, could you take your, your shoes off? The carpet is black. My white socks are now black. No, I'm not taking my shoes off and disrespecting my socks. If your house is dirty, don't invite me. I'm coming through and all the doors are closed to all the bathrooms and all the rooms. Where are we supposed to go pee? Oh, just don't look in there. Oh, don't look in there. You closing all the doors. You shouldn't have had nobody over. Y'all just stay outside. It's hot. I'm not staying outside. Clean your house or don't invite me. Number eight, don't take three plates home. One plate max. One really big plate. Well, you taking three, well, Fred didn't eat, and Mama Mabel. Mama Mabel should have came. Number nine, this is for the kids. If you're a kid, don't eat nothing but hamburgers and hot dogs. If I see a kid with one rib. One rib. One rib. I sure am hungry. You gotta be 16 and over to have a rib. If you ain't put in hamburgers and hot dogs, sit on the newspaper on the kitchen floor. And the final rule is also for kids. If we tell you to dance, Dance. You didn't bring nothing to the table but entertainment. Are you not entertained? If I want to see you hit them folks, you better hit them folks or go to bed. 
Mommy, I don't wanna hit the Hit them folks for Auntie Jean. She ain't never seen you do it. <laughs> Mama. That's the 10 rules to survive a black barbecue. It's called a cookout, cuz. Barbecue where we come from, blood or cookout. Kev on stage with his 10 tips for a black barbecue and a black family reunion where they had the barbecue. Keep that in mind. If you're fortunate enough to get an invite, we will, uh, you'll, you'll thank Kev on stage for his advice. And we, we had that earlier this week. We thought here in our Friday rewind, it was well worth playing again as you maybe can take that advice and put it to, uh, to play Wednesday when we, everybody has maybe some barbecue or some good hamburgers and hot dogs at the 4th of July. Speaking of Frankfurters, Matt Hermans was a guest earlier this week on the Y'all Show as well, and he is the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. And we had Mr. Hermans come on the Y'all Show and talk about grilling and some of his favorite barbecue places around the Memphis area. But since 4th of July is a holiday where you'll often find hamburgers and hot dogs, I had Matt come on and tell us a little bit about the ways to cook the perfect hamburger and hot dog. Take his advice. He knows what he's talking about. And I bet you if you follow Herman's advice, you'll be the hit of next week's barbecue and hamburger grilling for the 4th of July. Here's Matt Herman's on the Y'all Show. If you do it right, if you get a little cheddar cheese, maybe some uh, bacon, something that goes along with that sweet barbecue sauce, if you like it sweet, uh, that's a pretty good combo, I will say. I'm typically a uh, kind of a mayo guy or something creamy, maybe even a, a ranch dressing. I know people are gonna ranch dressing on a hamburger. Yeah, hear that. All I'm right, you're you. officially a Yankee. We're you're off the show. I'm telling you, just <laughs> give it a shot and then send the the non-existent hate <laughs> mail to General. Yeah, no, uh, I tend to like a little creaminess with my charcoal burger, but barbecue. I'll tell you what, you can put. If you happen to have some pulled pork laying around from your last barbecue last weekend, put that on a burger as well with some barbecue sauce, and then you got a whole new, a whole new animal right oh. there. That's pretty good. That's Man. pretty good. Well, we're running out of time, uh, and since we're getting ready for Fourth of July, and people need to make their plans, we're going to tap your mind as we go along here on the Y'all Show with, with all kinds of grilling tips and suggestions to go get barbecue. But since Fourth of July is very heavy on hot dogs and hamburgers, and we've just discussed burgers. Tell me what you think of how to pull off the perfect hot dog for the 4th of July. Well, that's pretty That's pretty simple. I think you're going to have two, uh, two thoughts there. Some people like their, their hot dog nice and charred um, over the crunchy almost, if you will. You get the nice grill char over it, and some people don't like that. So the key... I would say is to offer both, and that's very easy to do. If you're using a gas grill, you just have uh, you put the high heat on one side and you leave the other side off. Um, if you're using charcoal, you just put the charcoal on one side of your charcoal grill, and that way you've got two different ways to heat the 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 hot dog. So you get the nice char on the one side where the heat is coming up directly, either through charcoal or the propane. You can get that nice brown char. People like the crunchy, crispy hot dogs. I happen to like it that way myself. However, you put them on the other side, close the lid for a few minutes, and you get the even heat, the nice uh, overall heat that's not going to give you the charred little areas on it. Um, that way you've got the char folks who like their, their the hot dogs charred, then you've got the ones who like them without the char, and both of them get cooked, both of them get done. You only need one grill. That's what I would tell you. And that's main. That's the main thing with, with hot dogs. What do you like, John? You like the charred 
uh, skin on there? Or do you like it just overall cooked evenly? No, I like that charred skin. Ooh, You're, you and me both. That's what I'm talking about. But some of us, some of us don't like it that way. I've I wonder, gotten, since we're talking July 4th hot dogs, I wonder how Joey Chestnut likes his hot dog. By the dozen. All right. Love that. Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, sharing some grilling tips, hamburgers, hot dogs, 4th of July, baseball. Speaking of baseball, we got a great song coming up in the next hour from the group Alabama as the 4th of July is heading our way. Baseball goes along with hot dogs, hamburgers, cold drinks, fireworks. Good time. Happy birthday, America. And our lead up to the 4th of July, hopefully your weekend will go great and then you'll have a good week next week with the 4th of July. But yes, it is summertime in Dixie. In hour two, we'll have our free out Friday free for all. David Lee Murphy will be on tap and he'll get us going with our three pack of songs, our montage. You will want to hang on for the feel good Friday coming up at the start of hour two. And we'll have our hashtag hullabaloo. A young lady who is an aspiring country music singer put something rather humorous on Facebook and Twitter and we found it. We'll share it with you in hour two. And as we wrap up this week's show with From Dixie with Love in hour two, hey, there's some movies being made right now in Dixie and Clint Eastwood, the Clint Eastwood, has been spotted in the Peach State. And we'll tell you about it in hour two. Hang on, y'all. We'll be right back with more of the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Happy Friday. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. It's the Friday Free for Y'all with John Rawl here on the Y'all Show. Take it away, David Lee Murphy. She couldn't keep from crying when she told me goodbye. Well, I knew the Lord, it was breaking her heart that she was breaking mine. So for the sake of her feelings and the sake of my pride, I told her not to worry about me. I'm sitting here soaking up the neon lights Misery looking for some company And tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming it back and laughing out loud With the smoke so thick the blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping like I just don't care If they're dancing over here or fighting over Take my keys and lock them up tight And let the good times flow And I worry about tomorrow when it comes
comes to light The night's still young And I'm on the road tonight I'm looking for a party cry Slamming them back And laughing out loud With the smoke so thick The blues can't hang around With the jukebox jumping Like it just don't care If they're dancing over here I'm fighting over there I'm making the rounds Looking for a party crowd Yes, and tonight I'm looking for a party crowd Slamming them back and laughing out Looking for a party crowd. Oh, what a song. David Lee Murphy. It is the Friday Free for Y'all on the Y'all Show with John Rawl, where we have a good old time getting our hour two started Friday. It's time to punch off work, perhaps, for you. It's time to get everything chilled, get ready for a big holiday next week. Whatever the case may be, we want you to have a wonderful Friday, a wonderful weekend, and we want to do it up in Southern style and uh, make sure you don't have a little dust on the bottle. Trio Williams, they lived down a dirt road. Made homemade wine like nobody I know I dropped by one Friday night and said Can you help me Creole? I got a little girl waiting on me And I, I want to trade her right He said I got what you need son As we step down in the cellar He reached through the cobweb As he turned on the light He said There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool about what's inside There might be A little dust on the bottom But it's one of those things It gets sweeter with time You were sitting in the porch swing As I pulled up the driveway My old heart was racing As you climbed inside You stayed over there close As we drove down to the lake road the sun fading that big red sky I reached under the front seat and said Now here's something special It's just been waiting for a night like tonight There might be a little dust on the bottom But don't let it fool you about what's inside There might be 
Murphy as our Friday Free For Y'all continues on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Man, I love the summertime just like I'm sure you do. It's when we can go out and do anything we want. Now, we'll get sweaty and it'll be hot, but there's no limit to what you can do in the summertime. You might have to do it a little earlier in the day, maybe a little later in the day so you don't get too hot. But it is summertime and the boys of summer are up and going and right now, we're going to play a wonderful song that came out in the mid-90s from the group Alabama. Cheap Seats is the name of the song. And if you ever saw a music video for Cheap Seats, it featured a minor league baseball park. This song is kind of a minor league baseball tribute. And the ballpark featured there was Ingle Stadium, the home of the Chattanooga Lookouts from 1930 to 1999. The Lookouts now play in AT&T Field in Chattanooga, Tennessee, but the Lookouts are one of the most historic minor league programs in the Southeast. They won the Dixie Series back in 1932, and they've won the league title in the Southern League last year. Actually, they were a co-champion. They won it all by themselves in 2015, the Southern League, the double A of Major League Baseball, the Lookouts with a great logo. Currently, they're a part of the Minnesota Twins organization, but by the way, the Chattanooga Lookouts, if you want to see minor league baseball on the 4th of July, they'll be playing the Birmingham Barons there in the Lookout City on July 4th, the evening of July 4th. It's going to be a fun time at the ballpark. In fact, most every minor league team, if they have a home game, will be playing later on the 4th of July, and they'll have a big fireworks display. Oftentimes, minor league baseball teams' biggest game of the year, the most attended game, is the 4th of July contest. So baseball goes along with the 4th of July and the Chattanooga Lookouts, a wonderful representative of college or, or minor league baseball and the college players that ascend to minor league baseball as well as the ones drafted right out of high school. The double A's, Chattanooga Lookouts, and way back in the mid-90s when the group Alabama filmed their video for cheap seats at historic Ingalls Stadium, which was the home of the Lookouts from 1930 to 1999. By the way, the Lookouts have been in the Southern League since uh, they started way back in 1964. This is a team that has its roots going back to the uh, Southern League in the old days, in the 1880s, I think. A historic team, the Chattanooga Lookouts. 
and the group Alabama, who grew up just down the road from Chattanooga on Sand Mountain in the wonderful northeast Alabama town of Fort Payne. Who could forget that? For Randy Owen and Teddy Gentry and Jeff Cook and the boys, Mark Herndon of the group Alabama. Here they are with cheap seats. It's summertime and time for some baseball. This town ain't big, this town ain't small. It's a little of both, they say. Our ball club may be minor league, but at least it's triple A. We sit below the Marlboro Man, above the Rockville Wall. We do the wave all by ourselves. Hey, up a blind man could have made that call. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs with mustard and relish. We got a great picture, what's his name? Well, we can't even spell it. We don't worry about the pen as much. We just like to see the boys hit it deep. There's nothing like the view from the Chiefs. Call it a win, go off to toast the boys again. That local band is back in town. They got a kind of minor league sound. They're not that bad, they're not that good. But all in all, it's understood. We want to dance, they want to play. We wouldn't have it any other way. We like our beer flat as candy. We like our dogs. That is a one fun song right there, Alabama and Cheap Seats from the mid-1990s. 
Well, the Y'all Show's Free for Y'all wraps up for this week, but there's certainly no wrapping up to this edition of Y'all Show. But we do hope you enjoyed our montage of great music on a Friday. When we come back on the Y'all Show, we'll tell you all about the hashtag Hullabaloo. We've got some fun stuff that we found on social media across the Southland. We'll have that coming up. Plus, we'll look at the new movie releases for the weekend and how Atlanta is hosting a few movies that are being produced right now. And that's in our final segment, our From Dixie With Love segment of the Friday edition of Y'all. We'll be right back on the Y'all Show. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1919 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1919. It's Chitlin time! Howdy, friends and neighbors. We are back on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. That's J-O-N-R-A-W-L, if you need to know it for a trivia question. John Rawl, at John Rawl, by the way, my personal Twitter account. Uh, go see the excitement that that account offers, which is a, a joke, by the way. Not much going on there. But our show is all exciting, and our show Twitter account is all exciting, at Y'all Show. And on the social media stratosphere, we find from the world of social media on Twitter some wonderful correspondence going on, and we want to talk about it right here in this segment we call hashtag hullabaloo on a friday we uh can't wait to dig in here and reach in that mailbag and let's see here pull out pull out this one this one's from christian fontenot at child of god 1214 on twitter saw a woman walk barefoot from a walmart parking lot all the way into the store south represent hashtag southern so it's June, almost July, and a woman goes into a Walmart without wearing any shoes. What's so strange about that? No, just kidding. That, that's, that's, uh, that's ridiculous. Come on, woman, whoever you may be. That's just tacky. And we, we, we heard last week on the show, Ryan Fowler was amused that when he was traveling through the state of Mississippi last week, going to New Orleans, Ryan Fowler, host of The Game on Tide 102.9 in Tuscaloosa. He's our SEC insider and Alabama expert that will be on the show periodically. He was laughing because when he stopped off in Mississippi to get some gas, there was a sign at the gas station that said, no shirt, no shoes, no service. Pretty standard stuff. I don't think that's just in Mississippi people have that policy, <laughs> but I guess they don't have them. Signs at least that visible in Alabama. But, yeah, you got to wear shoes. I, some people like to, to go without shoes a lot. I'm not one of those people. Not only do I have to wear shoes, I've got to wear socks, especially in the summertime. I mean, I think I'm a pretty clean guy. Maybe you think yourself as a clean guy or gal. But even though 98% of my body is usually 
very clean and non-sweaty. If you're like me, and you probably are because you're a human being, your feet can sure sweat and can sure get nasty. And the aroma coming from your shoes can be rather nasty. So maybe that's why this lady goes into a Walmart without her shoes. She didn't want to affect uh, the customers in Walmart. But uh, man, what a what a goofy thing. Wear shoes. How, how, you know, I'm not Jesus. I'm not going to go around everywhere without shoes and sandals on. I, uh, I guess he wore sandals. But I, I've got to have something on my feet, especially if I go outside. There's too much litter. I mean, look at all the bozos that throw out glass containers and it shatters and you can end up cutting your, your foot on something like that. Plus all the other things that are out there in the world that uh, a, a pair of shoes and a pair of socks would keep you in a lot better shape. Thank you, Child of God 1214, for letting us know about this, spotting this woman at Walmarts. And I said it right with an S. Chloe Lauren at Your Pin Up Chef. She writes, guess who has their first pop-up? That's right, this girl. This menu is straight from my heart, and I can't wait to share it with y'all. Come see me July 29th from 4 to 7 in St. Louis. I don't know exactly where this be, will be in St. Louis, but if you need a road trip, she's proud of her menu. And I'm going to talk a little bit about what she's got the pinup chef in St. Louis, shrimp and grits, goat cheese grits, roasted corn cream, lemon and olive oil pickled shrimp. Sounds good. She'll also have pimento cheese croquettes rolled in bacon dust served with green tomato jam. I've never had green tomato jam, and I don't like it calling it jam anyway. It's jelly, 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 jelly. I mean, only people in St. Louis would call it jam. She also has watermelon salad, watermelon, cucumber, feta, red onion, basil, and mint. That's her shareable. She also has more advanced courses, fried green tomatoes, a BLT with fried green tomatoes, roasted garlic, pork belly, lettuce, comeback sauce, pinup buttermilk biscuit. That sounds delicious. And then, of course, Fried catfish, cornmeal, breaded, pickled okra, black-eyed pea relish. And for something sweet, peach cobbler, strawberry shortcake, and homemade banana pudding. And she spelled it right, P-U-D-D-I-N apostrophe. And some people would say it's nana pudding, but banana pudding she'll have there at this pop-up. A pop-up, I assume, is some kind of demonstration. I'm not quite up on the chef world. So forgive me, Chloe Lauren, for not doing everything, but go to your pinup chef on Twitter and, and see what she's got, and, and I'm sure she's going to do a fantastic job. This is going to be in late July when she'll have this there in St. Louis. So keep in mind, Chloe, for that. All right, uh, moving on to a rising country music singer. She's looking for a big break, and let's see if we can help her out. Let's, let's make Sierra Bernal. This new country singer-songwriter is on Twitter, and her address at Sierra underscore, and that's S-I-E-R-R-A underscore B-E-R-N-A-L. And she's kind of got a, I think this is a publicity photo, but I'll give her credit. I haven't seen something like this, and I've seen a lot of music publicity photos in my career, 
but she writes and got a big picture of her climbing up on a caterpillar dump truck and she writes went on a dump truck celebrate that you clinched it in wedges ha 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 and okay well sierra i apologize i'm a guy and as a guy there are things about women and the women's vernacular that i am ignorant on I didn't know what she meant when she said wedges. I had to look it up. So if you're a guy and you didn't know here, I'm, I'm here to help you out. If you're a woman, please forgive me. I'm learning. Okay? I'm learning. A wedge is a woman's boot. And I guess they must be all the rage now. But she's climbing this dump truck at Sierra underscore Bernal in wedges. Probably not a safe thing. It's a big dump truck she's climbing. Big old yellow caterpillar dump truck. She made it. I like it, though. Pretty good stuff. Also, she has on her Twitter account this quote from Reba Nell McIntyre, fellow singer of hers, and a good singer Reba is. This quote from Reba, quote, To succeed in life, you need three things, a wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. That's pretty good, Reba. I'm going to say that again. I need to remember that. To succeed in life, you need three things. A wishbone, a backbone, and a funny bone. You know, I'm not going to pick on the first two aspects of that, wishbones and backbones. But we all could use a funny bone. We all need to have some humor. And that's what we hope this y'all show is going to help provide. Some, some fun to your work day. Some fun to your work week. Something you can share. We're not going to get all serious. And I don't, last thing we want to do on this show is make you turn it off because it was boring or it was monotonous. We want to bring on stuff that you're just not going to find anywhere else. And also, we love being on the radio. We love being in podcast form in Apple's iTunes podcast. But we're getting ready to go visual pretty darn soon. So you'll be able to see us on the y'all show in, in, in addition to hearing us so just consider yourself warned that my ugly mug may be available for you to watch and more importantly the guests that we can bring on in the places we're going to go on the y'all show as we punch our passport throughout the southeast we wish sierra bernal all the best in her country music career go check her out I'm, i think she's got some music there on her website at sierra bernal or sierrabernal.com. Good luck. You know, sometimes in country music and in, in all formats, it, it just takes that right person to hear or even be told about you to help move your career along. So if you're a music producer listening to this or a record company exec and you find out Sierra Bernal is a darn good singer and you would have never known about her if not for the Y'all Show, then you and me, the participants in the show how about give us some love whenever she starts selling as much as taylor swift okay all right glad we could get that out of the way joy and brennan toll at joy brennan toll on twitter my father taught me that if someone asks you what you pay for something you respond with why do you want to pay me back that's pretty good stuff there thank you joy brennan toll on twitter babby grill at sick babby why missouri and ohio and she uses the words that we're not uh, going to say on the air it starts with a b why missouri and ohio b words 
be like unapologetic Southern girl. Someone get them a compass. Uh, I guess she must have traveled outside to uh, the South. To well, Missouri is a is a we're, we're we're claiming Missouri. I know a lot of Missouri is not really Southern, but but there are certainly Southern parts, and it has a history of being a Southern state. Yes, if you go into portions of Missouri and Ohio, they I guess think of you as a, a way because you're a Southern girl and. You uh, maybe need to get them a compass there in the, those areas when you travel at Sick Babby. Nancy Cox. Nancy Cox retweeted something from Ron Perlman. Now, if you don't know who Ron Perlman is, he's an actor and director. has been in all kinds of movies and such. He was in a series called Sons of Anarchy, which ran from 2008 to 2013. Got one of those faces uh, you, you can't forget. Well, he's in Kentucky, and he put on Twitter, on his Twitter account, Pearl Mutations, I'm shooting a movie right now in Kentucky. Really, have I met a nicer bunch of folks? Real honest, real sincere, real warm. Just a reminder that there is good everywhere you look. And that is from actor-director Ron Perlman on Twitter. And I'm going to come back to him in just a second. And uh, when, I, when I was trying to find out some more information about Perlman, I never thought I'd see these words when I Googled. I'll tell you about that in a second. But Nancy Cox retweeted Ron Perlman's sentiment about the Bluegrass State, and she wrote, Thank you. We think it's pretty terrific here. So do most who visit. Kentucky proud, hashtag that from at Nancy Cox Lex 18. I assume she's in the Lexington, Kentucky area with that tweet talking to Ron Perlman. And so I was trying to learn a little bit more about Perlman as we had this hashtag hullabaloo segment. I Google him, and the first words that come up are the words, uh, is the word P-E-E, P. And the reason is, just this week, Perlman and Donald Trump Jr. got in a Twitter war over a Harvey Weinstein P story. And I don't want to go into it, not enough time and don't want to. <laughs> but of all things, Perlman in the news this week with a little uh, confrontation he's having on Twitter with the president's son, Donald Trump Jr., over Weinstein and and uh, body fluid. Yikes. But uh, Nancy Cox, thank you for sharing that tweet on Twitter and a, and a very nice sentiment coming from Ron Perlman as he comes to the house. You know, most of these actors, they don't come south very much uh, unless a movie's filming here. They don't have the South on their radar as places they want to go hang out, live, or or just just spend time in. They oftentimes go to other countries when they aren't filming because, A, they have the money, and B, I guess in some places they're not as well-known and don't have to be bothered when they go out to eat or whatever famous actors and actresses do. I'm not one, so I can't, can't explain quite uh, all the way what all that's about. But yes, Ron Perlman, thank you for your sentiment on Kentucky. And finally, in hashtag hullabaloo, this is a brand new Twitter account that I found. And we want to help them out. They got one follower. And they've only had one tweet, I think. So let's see what we can do to help them out. It's Deep Fried Church, at Deep Fried Church on Twitter. What's the most Southern church thing ever? You know, I'm a guy who's not going to win an award for perfect attendance in church, so I I better not chime in on Twitter 
at Deep Fried Church. But I'm sure you can. And if you are a regular attendee of church, I mean, I, I like church and I go when I can. But uh, there's probably people who are more well-versed in church attendance than me. And uh, perhaps you have something to say to Deep Fried Church. What a name, Deep Fried Church. Yeah, this is time of year also when churches have picnics and such. So it reminds me of um, growing up, the chicken that you'd find at a church picnic was good. We're talking about deep fried, deep fried church. Good times. The South, we are a special place. We are so unique and we have so much to be proud of. And we want to lift you up here on the Y'all Show. If you are proud of this region or you're just coming into the region or you found us on Twitter and you're not in the South, but you're interested or intrigued by the South, we are we are a different animal. And it is because of church. And it is because of our history. And it's because of the coming together of races, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But there are a lot of places in America that are, they all look and sound and act the same. They don't have the mixture of culture that we, we've had and we've had since our founding in the South. And those cultures coming together have created things like food, even church. Church is a, a big thing that you don't think of that whites and blacks worshiped together prior to the end of the Civil War. Then they went on their own ways for the most part. But the black influence in a white church, even in the very conservative white churches, is still there to some degree. And the white influence in the black church is there. So I mean, you got to think, the slaves coming here didn't have Christianity, if, if they are Christians now. And so as bad as slavery was, or coming to this country was for them, and I'm not making any kind of excuse here, but they were exposed to religion, and they started worshiping on their own. And then after slavery ended, then you saw the formation of like the AME church and such, and and then, you know, not all... Whites and blacks are Christians, so you have Jews in the South that have their own special way of doing things, and we'll try to feature that sometime on the show. I, I know there's some very historic synagogues in the Southeast and places like Charleston that have been the Reformation Judaism home, I think I'm right on that, in the past, and, and they still have a big, big presence in South Carolina and other cities across the Southeast, and you know we have other cultures and other religions that have come in to the Southeast. We're, we're, we're going to talk about it all here on the Y'all Show. We're, we know that we're primarily one way, but that doesn't mean that we're all that way. And, and you know, we're, we're doing this show two hours a day. We're going, we're going to mix it all in at Deep Fried Church. And I don't know if somebody's got the hashtag Deep Fried Synagogue, but they, they should. Maybe that's uh, my, my homework assignment for the weekend. But no, we, we like our church and... Uh, you know, it's it's a very important aspect of the South, and it's something why you see in the polls that are out there about evangelicals how the South is so heavy in its philosophy, and it's because of the historic relationship with the church or synagogue or temple or whatever you got out there. Uh, maybe you don't go to church at all. Still, we love you too here on the Y'all Show, and we talk about it, y'all, 
All right, uh, that uh, concludes this segment of Hashtag Hullabaloo on a Friday. As we go to break, when we return, it is the final segment of the week, heading into a weekend from Dixie with Love is going to be here for you, and we'll get you fired up for the rest of your weekend on the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Don't go anywhere. I just saved hundreds of dollars by switching to GEICO. I feel like a whole new person. Disclaimer, you will not become a whole new person. This is impossible. You might be able to join a gym or diet program, buy a new wardrobe, get hair implants, but your DNA and physical form will remain the same. GEICO waives any and all liability if you attempt to become a new person, except a cyborg. If you choose to become a half-human, half-cybernetic organism with lasers for eyes, the GEICO legal team would be cool with that because, quote, laser eyes are pretty sweet. Pew, 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 end quote. GEICO, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Final segment of y'all for our second week. John Rawl talking all about the South. Y'all talk with a Southern accent. And that has more than one meaning, by the way. <laughs> okay, if you have a chance, there are a few movies that are debuting this weekend, and we're going to tell you about it now, and then some other movies that are still doing well at the box office. If you can sneak out and check a movie out over this holiday foray, then check it out. Sicario, Day of the Soldado. That's a brand new movie starring Josh Brolin. In Sicario, Day of the Soldado, the series begins a new chapter. In the drug war, there are no rules. And as the cartels have begun trafficking terrorists across the U.S. border, federal agent Matt Graver, who's played by Josh Brolin, calls on the mysterious Alessandro, played by Benicio del Toro, whose family was murdered by a cartel kingpin to escalate the war in nefarious ways. Alejandro kidnaps the kingpin's daughter to inflame the conflict, but when the girl is seen as collateral damage, her fate will come between the two men as they question everything they are fighting for. Uh, Interesting take on the movie, a drug war-themed movie. Don't see those every day. And uh, Josh Brolin, kudos to him on this brand-new thriller that is out this weekend, Sicario, Day of the Soldado. Another new movie that is out, we talked about Shaquille earlier in the show. Hey, Shaq, he, I told you, he's got a good agent, and he co-stars in this brand new movie that's out nationwide, Uncle Drew, which also stars Kyrie Irving and Little Rel Howery. I'm not familiar with Little Rel Howery. I've heard of Irving. And I have heard of Mr. Shaquille O'Neal. After draining his life savings to enter a team in the Rucker Classic Streetball Tournament in Harlem, Dax, played by Howery, is dealt a series of unfortunate setbacks, including losing his team to his longtime rival, Nick Kroll, played by Nick Kroll. Despite desperate to win the tournament with a cash prize, 
Dax stumbles upon the man, the myth, the legend, Uncle Drew, played by NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving, and convinces him to return to the court one more time. The two men embark on a road trip to round up Drew's old basketball squad, which includes, get this, a nice group of players, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris Webber, Reggie Miller of Indiana Pacers fame, Nate Robinson, and Lisa Leslie. And this group helps prove that a group of septuagenarians can still win the big one. Uncle Drew, a basketball-centric movie coming out in late June. I, I guess they know what they're doing with the timing. Perhaps counting on this getting out in theaters now and then being available for download in the heat of basketball season. But going to be fun to see Shaquille O'Neal and others. I didn't realize Shaquille was involved in movies as much. If you'll remember, he has actually studied and, and has been given a badge, as far as I know, a police badge. He loves law enforcement. And uh, I thought he would be doing more of that kind of work than being an actor. But Uncle Drew is the brand new movie out nationwide with Kyrie Irving and Shaquille O'Neal. And as we said earlier, O'Neal is one funny son of a gun, and it should be a lot of fun to see him in on the up on the big screen. A big guy on the big screen, Shaquille O'Neal, pride of LSU and an Army brat. Well, in the South, we uh, love to go see our movies, but there are a few places in Dixie that movies are made. And Georgia has really, really stepped up its game with the movie-making biz. And right now, there's a movie being filmed in the Peach State called The Mule, and it is directed by Clint Eastwood. Other movies going on and, and, and filming going on around Atlanta include Watchmen, Stranger Things, and Stuber. And filming's going on right now, I, I guess they have sound stages where most of this can be done indoors not probably a lot of fun to film outside in georgia in the middle of june but clint eastwood's returned to georgia to direct his film the mule which is based upon the true story of leo sharp a world war ii vet who became a courier for a mexican drug cartel there's another drug cartel related movie coming out down the road eastwood is also acting in this movie along with bradley cooper diane weist and Lawrence Fishburne's in this movie. The film The Mule began production on June 4th in Augusta, and after finishing a stint there in, on June 12th, it moved to Atlanta and has been filming around Jonesboro, Georgia as well. The Mule, uh, a movie coming out from Clint Eastwood. Now, I was watching something on social media with one of your Atlanta, Augusta, rather, Augusta area television personalities, the media in Augusta knew that the mule was filming around the area, but they'd kind of not really uh, been given a lot of details, and they weren't even sure what uh, Clint Eastwood was doing. Well, this anchor from Augusta, I think she was with WRDW Television in the CSRA, went in to pick up a to-go order at a restaurant bar there in Augusta. And when she was paying for her food, she noticed a guy that looked like Clint Eastwood in there. <laughs> and it was Clint Eastwood. And Eastwood had a handler with him that didn't want her taking a picture with Clint Eastwood. 
Well, Clint Eastwood said, no, 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 I'll be happy to take a picture. So this anchor gets a picture with Clint Eastwood and puts it out on Facebook and social media and everybody in the world of television is jealous of her getting that picture of Clint Eastwood there in Augusta. Great town, Augusta home of the Masters and maybe some filmmaking from Clint Eastwood with the mule. Other movies going on in the Atlanta area, the new pilot called Kansas City KC is being filmed right now. Also, David Bautista's Fish Out of Water Police comedy Stuber is back filming in Atlanta and filming took place at Third Rail Studios in Doraville. Stranger Things only had a few sightings in June, and this is a Netflix show being filmed in the Atlanta area, Stranger Things. David Harbour, the actor there in that particular series. And again, Atlanta gets a lot of work now in, in Georgia. Also, new trailers for Atlanta movies coming out from The Hate You Give, First Man, and Night School. So Atlanta and the state of Georgia doing quite well with the production. North Carolina has had a long history of attracting movies. South Carolina, too. And Louisiana, they've stepped up their game to get movies and Every southern state gets some aspect, but man, Georgia, they they have had tons of movies. And we're going to bring on the business aspect of movies here each Friday when we spotlight our movies being released for the week. We'll try to make sure we always shine a southern focus on movies, especially if they were filmed in the south or they have southern actors in key roles in those films because we're all about the south on y'all so if you can get to a theater this weekend or next week with fourth of july keep in mind the new releases we told you and and enjoy your time in the theater all right major league baseball let's talk about that before we head out for the weekend since we've been bragging about baseball and summertime and fourth of july here's your weekend breakdown from a southern standpoint in major league baseball this weekend the Nats of Washington are going to be going not too far up to Philadelphia to take on their National League East rival Philadelphia Phillies. The Cincinnati Reds hosting the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers have had a good year thus far and uh, may be looking to take on a surprising Cincinnati team of late. The Miami Marlins welcome in the New York Mets down to South Florida. Tampa Bay, the Rays are playing Baseball's dynamite team, the Houston Astros. The Rangers have the Shy Sox coming to Arlington this weekend. Fun series in St. Louis as the Cards welcome in the Atlanta Braves and the Braves' only appearance there in that historic baseball town. And the Royals are heading out to Seattle for a series this weekend. So that is a look at Major League Baseball this weekend with some of the matchups and Glancing at the standings of Major League Baseball, the Red Sox right now just on top of the Yankees by one game heading into this weekend. The Indians atop the AL Central. As we said, the Astros doing a wonderful job leading the league with wins alongside the Red Sox with 55 wins. Houston leads the AL West in the National League. Braves have a two-game lead over Philly in the National League East. The Brewers, as we referenced they lead the National League Central by two and a half games over the Cubbies 
And in the National League West, the Arizona Diamondbacks at 47-34 and 34 have a three-and-a-half game lead over the Los Angeles Dodgers. And that's a look at Major League Baseball, a brief glance at the boys of summer here on the Y'all Show as we conclude this week's show. John Rawl, thanking you for being a part of our second week of the Y'all Show. We'll move on into next week where we're going to have more excitement, political talk coming your way, as well as more information on the 4th of July. And we'll just have it all, y'all, on the Y'all Show. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Dixie would love. Good song. my family but last week mm, not so much they blew through our shared data again then we switched to boost and got unlimited gigs plus 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line for the whole family <laughs> for a great price so now i love them all again we just needed a switch switch to boost and get three lines with unlimited gigs for just a hundred dollars a month and 20 gigs of mobile hotspot on each line 
Plus, get up to three free phones, all on a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Boost makes it easy to switch. Switching makes it easy to save. Offer ends 831.18. First line's $100 a month. Lines 2 and 3 are $0 a month. Requires one line to port in. Line includes unlimited talk, text, and data. Video streams optimized at up to 480p+. Music at up to 500 gigabits per second. Gaming at up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization during congestion. Free phones require port in and activation on plans $50 or higher. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details.